Hey there, pod pals. Are you a print-on-demand creator looking to stay ahead of the curve? You want to know exactly when to launch your designs for every key season and event? How about a chuckle with an extra dad joke to brighten your day? If you said yes to any of these, then it's time to join the print-on-demand cast VIP list. As a VIP, you'll get our free annual design calendar, an amazing guide to help you time your creations perfectly throughout the year. And of course, we'll include a bonus dad joke each week as well. Signing up couldn't be easier. Just visit printondemandcast.com slash VIP and enter your email. Don't let another day of potential pass you by. Become a part of the VIP list, grab your annual design calendar, and let's dive into a year of inspired creating together. We'll see you on the other side. Welcome back to the Print on Demand cast. On today's episode, we talk about the secrets to selling wall art online. Let's get into it. Radical. Welcome to this week's episode of the Print on Demand cast. Each week, join the gnarly Travis and Josiah as they provide insight into the print on demand industry and equip you with the totally tubular tools, advice, and strategies you need to achieve success and hopefully have a few laughs along the way. Now, on to this week's totally tubular show. Welcome back once again print on demand cast it is great to be here with all of you giving you new content a brand new episode myself and travis ross joining me for make your mark design travis i would say it's been a while since i've seen you but we literally saw each other yesterday getting back from a great a really fun weekend in orlando uh, mm-hmm. at Podfest, which is a podcasting convention for those that don't know and uh lots of cool things learned lots of lots of uh um, strategies, tips, and a new platform, maybe, uh, or hosting site that we found. But all of you listening don't really care about that because it's not really going to affect you that much. <laughs> it's really just our side and nerding out on the specifics of podcasting. So, um, but here we are, and uh, we're recording a day later. How was your night? I know for me, it was like nine o'clock, and I was like, I'm exhausted right now. I'm so yeah. freaking tired because I was still two hours ahead. So, how was, sure. uh, how was the last 12 hours of your life? Uh, it was fan freaking tastic because <laughs> I got home. And so uh, for longtime listeners, you know, I'm a huge Kansas City Chiefs fan. Love, love them or hate them. Uh, you got to admit they're pretty dang good. And they weren't for most of my life. So I'm just living it up um, in, you know, with the rest of Chiefs Kingdom, enjoying this kind of, you know, time in history where they're really good. And last night, um, so when we're at the airport, you know this because you're sitting on the plane with me, like the game <laughs> is happening and we could have been watching it live on, uh, you know, Southwest, Southwest TV. Yeah. Yeah. Southwest has live TV. And so I'm, you know, we're watching movies and you're very, very kind to not, you know, spoil anything. I'm checking and, the game as it's happening. Cause I'm hoping, yeah. I'm hoping that. Super Bowl Sunday, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey are cuddling Taylor Swift on a couch somewhere. Um, <laughs> but instead, we'll be, just, we'll be treated to gratuitous shots of Taylor Swift, and I'll want to pluck my eyes out. But anyway, you're jealous you're watching be, movies. Be, you're <laughs> jealous because your Bills didn't win. And I understand that. 
and we should have talked about that last week, but I let that right. go. Um, <laughs> so you're welcome. Anyway, we're walking through the airport after we have finally get off the thing and I are off the airplane and I got my ear pods in or AirPods in and I'm like listening to a podcast and I'm keeping my head down because we're walking past <laughs> bars in the concourse or in the, you know, in the terminal that are like showing the game. And like, I look up and I see the game and I immediately just boom, just head down, you know, uh, right down to the baggage claim. We got our stuff. We got in the car with my wife, took us to our house. You got in the car, went home. We went in. I grabbed a beer, sat on the couch, turned the game on. And yeah. uh, if you know, you probably know by now, uh, Chiefs beat the Ravens and I was elated. Both my wife and I, we we were just elated um, to go back to the Super Bowl considering what a bad offense offensive showing the chiefs have had all year. So I know this yeah. isn't a sports podcast, but uh, that was, I mean, you asked me, you said, what did I do? For yeah, the last yeah no. And then I, it didn't seem like their offensive showing was that great either on the game, just based on the score oh. alone. It was pretty Ravens are great. Yeah, they really yeah, it are. Was, it was yeah. crazy. So yeah. And then I watched the lions Niners game. I was really pulling for Detroit. I don't know what the hell happened for yeah, them to blow that big out. of a comeback. But I've never really been a huge Niners fan. Probably going back to Jimmy Garoppolo. There's really no reason that I dislike them. Um, but I think America, most of America, is just hoping both teams lose. And then the designated <laughs> fan base of those two teams are probably loving it. But literally, uh, I saw a thing on Facebook like the the Super Bowl no one wanted, and it was <laughs> it was the Chiefs and the and the Niners. So who knows who knows what's going to happen. Um, any given Sunday, and I think the Niners owe the Chiefs uh, for the last time they met in the Super Bowl. So who knows what's yeah. going to happen? Uh, but it always makes for a great story, and the best story always wins. So um, here we are. We're talking about this week, uh, you know, wall art, and we're going to get into that a little bit later. Secrets to selling wall art, what you need to know about it. Have you considered it? If you haven't, stay tuned. Uh, but before we get there, of course, we are going to go to everyone's favorite segment of the week, the Weekly Dad Joke. Time for the Weekly Dad Joke. All right, so as you guys know, you know Travis just said we got home yesterday. He, well, he was watching the game. I was making a 30-minute drive from his house to my house in Loveland, Colorado, and um, you know, got home, hadn't seen my wife or you know, my, my two dogs for four days, and you know, excited to get home. I walk in and expecting this grandiose, like, oh my God, welcome home. And the dogs are all freaking out. But then when I, when I got home, uh, my wife was gone and I didn't understand why. I didn't know where she was. I checked everywhere. It's only a three bedroom house, not that many places to lose her. But my dogs aren't barking, which I was like, no one was there. But on the countertops, of the island we have in our kitchen, there was like cakes and pies and cookies and pastries, like all kinds of desserts. And I was like, man, I can't believe my family deserted me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you go. That's this week's weekly dad joke. However, not too untrue from the joke. My wife has been really into sourdough and she made sourdough brownies, which are delicious. So those were there. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, that's this week's weekly dad joke. Use it. Let us know if it works on your friends. If you get a groan or eye roll, it means you're doing it the right way. So, uh, <laughs> before we get into the secrets of selling wall art, we are going to go. It's been a while. I feel like we've had since we've had one of these, but we're going to this week's point of 
interest. Well, howdy, partner. Welcome to the point of interest part of the POD cast. So grab your hat and hold on tight because we got some learning to do. All right, this week for the point of interest, interesting development, I think, when it mm-hmm. comes to e-commerce and shipping solutions. Travis, tell us, what is so interesting about this week's point of interest? Well, we've actually wanted to have this as our point of interest for several weeks. I kept moving it <laughs> because yeah. for whatever reason, we wouldn't have one, or it was the that solo episode that I did a couple of weeks ago, um, et cetera, et cetera. So this is actually a couple of weeks old, but um, got an email from Amazon uh, about them starting a shipping service for your business, yeah. actual ground service. Now, I know it's not new that, you know, everybody probably has seen the Amazon trucks, you know, in their neighborhoods, right? right. Uh, even the new ones that are all electric, which are super cool. Um, you've probably seen them around. So, you know, and obviously they're dropping things off at your house. If you're a prime <laughs> member, um, you've seen them. So that's yeah. not necessarily new, but what is new is that they're actually mm-hmm. extending it to businesses. So they're not just going to go, you know, pick up at Amazon. That's, you know, they're not just going to only deliver uh, fulfilled by Amazon yeah. products, they'll actually come get your stuff and take it wherever you want to go. So it's they're basically adding a service to their existing shipping, um, right? Infrastructure. But the fleets are includes, already out there, right? Like to your point, right. trucks are already there. Yeah. So what's another way that we can utilize monetize these? it? <laughs> yeah, monetize exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because right now, you know, you like if you're doing FBA, you you probably know this. You send stuff in, and then they use their fulfillment trucks and or they're all of their you know semis and all of that to spread that out across the nation so you know if you send in you know 100 goods or 50 goods or even you know 10 they're sending it out based on analytic analytical data that they've collected on your product and where it sells best so they might send two here one here one here five here um and so they already have the semis they've already got the delivery you know vehicles going out every single day and taking those, you know, to the final customers. Um, so this was just kind of a matter of time before they said, Hey, we could also pick up, you know, goods from businesses. So they're doing, um, they're going to come, uh, you know, they're going to come to your warehouse or I don't know if they're going to do it with houses. Like if you're doing it at your house, but, um, they haven't said that, but they are going to come to your warehouse and they'll pick it up. Um, they can deliver customer, you know, they already can do the two day thing. Uh, but if you're doing merchant fulfilled, they could come and take all hundred orders that day or a thousand orders that day or 500, whatever. And they're going to get it to the customer in two to five days. And the cool thing about that in my mind is, well, they're the platform I just sold it on. Right. And they're going to deliver it. They're not going to be, you know, if they deliver it late, that's on them. I'm not going to get dinged for a late shipment if I'm using Amazon, you know. Right. Uh, right. Which is which is kind of cool. And and what they're saying, again, what they're saying, I haven't seen this. I don't have actual data on it. They're saying that they have competitive prices. Um, mm. So, you know, with, what does that mean? I don't know. But I think what they're doing is kind of like a, a DHL or in some cases a UPS model where yeah. they'll deliver it to the post office the, in right. a sort, sorting center. And then the post office will do what's called the final mile delivery. They'll, cause it's the local 
post office and they'll right. deliver it on their regular routes. Um, so yeah, we'll see how this, you know, how this kind of, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see how it, out. how it affects, you know, like to your point, UPS or, you know, cause again, you and I both know that when we had our facilities, we were just by the bags, UPS stopping by, but here you go. Here's all the orders from today. Here's all the orders that we had, to, you know, like six, seven bags at a time. So like people, mm-hmm. people doing that, I wonder what that will do to their, to the business that UPS has FedEx. Like I'm curious to see what that dynamic shakes out to be once this seems to be probably a little bit more fleshed out in terms of, you know, mm-hmm. what it is they're going to be doing and the prices that they're going to be offering. It could be a very yeah. interesting dynamic between For sure. what we know to be our ground parcel solutions now and what Amazon's going to bring to the table. Um, yeah. Cause it seems like they, they don't, they, they're a detriment to the competition <laughs> whenever they enter the ring to anything. So we'll see Seems what happens. Way. Yeah. One of the cool things that um, they announced this one of the, it's right on their front page. We'll put it in the, in the uh, show notes, but it's shipping.amazon.com. And then it has some other links there, but um, they're actually going to do pickup and delivery seven days a week no weekend delivery fees or residential surcharges. Wow. So, so obviously they're using the post office for some, but they ain't using the post office to deliver on Sunday because post offices don't. <laughs> that's right. Um, so they are actually going to use their fleet to deliver some of this stuff. And I think that's the cool thing is that they're going to be able to um, maybe take some of the load. Um, yeah. If you've sold in print on demand for a long time, you know, Q4 is crazy when it comes to yep. delivery. Yep. So hopefully this helps take some of the load off um, you know, existing carriers that are already delivering and that, that seven day a week delivery and pickup, mind you, is really, really interesting. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, absolutely. So there you go. That's this week's point of interest. Again, shipping.amazon.com. We will have that in the show notes for all of you, uh, to check it out. And as things progress, as things develop, we'll be sure to kind of maybe do some follow-ups and see how things are going once we kind of know, exactly what they will be doing and if it is congruent to what they said they'll be doing and then we'll be able to do some investigative journalism and let you know the truth so we're excited to see where that goes so for this week like i said the main event secrets to selling wall art but before we get there we want to let you guys know that this episode of the print on demand cast is sponsored by this episode of the print on demand cast it's sponsored <laughs> by us. <laughs> uh, so let's go ahead and run the ad we have for this week's sponsor. Shall we? In a world where businesses everywhere are trying to make print on demand sales. One podcast goes above and beyond every week to bring the most POD specific information there is all to help save the day every day. Don't succumb to the enemies of your print-on-demand business. Sign up today for the print-on-demand cast VIP email at printondemandcast.com slash VIP. This time, it's for real. All right. We'd like to thank our sponsors for sponsoring us. Um, but seriously, <laughs> if you haven't already, check out the VIP list. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about it as we get in even to this main event. And before we leave you guys, we'll give you more information about what that VIP list means what, and the benefits that it has for you. So with that being said, we're going to get into it. Uh, Travis, the main event is Secrets to Selling Wall Art Online. And for mm-hmm. some... This might seem a little overwhelming because 
it's kind of hard to to I mean, there's too many choices to be made, I think. Yeah. And especially when a we're lot approaching sure. when we're approaching a topic that um I guess traditional air quotes for those not watching on video, uh traditional uh items that you think to sell in a print on demand store, you know, t-shirts or or mugs. It's just an easier sell. But yeah, you know, wall art can be awesome because it's a higher higher barrier to entry but it also would then mean higher potential profits so um yeah. you know you used to sell some wall art and you might do you still have the, the posters that you sold when we had the facility i know there's a lot of like the, the wall arts that you guys did but mm -hmm. when we get in so let's get get into it here you know some of the questions are what's the best way to sell wall art on print of demand what should i sell where should i sell where can i get the art posters or framed art that's a lot of a lot of questions, a lot of cues to be aid, uh, to borrow a phrase from our friend Adam. Uh, so, yeah. So I mean, I agree. I think I, I mean, you know, putting putting a design on a T-shirt, that's super simple. Putting a design sense. on a mug, yeah, it's super easy because you only have you know you have an eleven ounce or a fifteen ounce mug. You know, you have a black T-shirt, a white. You know, right. it's, you're just choosing colors. You know, when you're talking about wall art, there's like a gajillion sizes, and then you know, is it a canvas wrapped? Is it a poster? Is it right. how thick? Thick is that canvas wrap? Is it one inch? Is it one and a half inches? You know, who's selling what? What are the products? Uh, you know, it's just <laughs> it can really, really become overwhelming really quickly. And yes, um, and so, but to your point, you know that means that fewer people will probably do it. Right. I mean, right. You go to Etsy and you, you're immediately going to see a million of them, but I'll bet you, uh, there's probably more, more t-shirts than there are wall art sellers for sure. Um, for sure. On Etsy or, or coffee mug sell. You know what I mean? Because yeah. Yeah. again, it's a higher barrier to entry. Yeah. And I think also this kind of goes back to a, a conversation that we, we have, a lot on the show which is how do you maximize your existing assets right which some of your designs that you're selling maybe they would look good on, on a, a piece of wall art depending on what it is but that's another way mm -hmm. to kind of think of your existing assets your existing designs that you have how can you repurpose them just like amazon with their delivery trucks that they have now they want to know how to monetize it further that's mm -hmm. what you can do with your existing design so it's another way that you can do that so if you sell wall art right now we would love to hear about your experience and you can do yeah. so just respond to our VIP newsletter that we send out. You just heard the ad for it, but let us know what that experience is. And if you don't have the newsletter, just go to print on a slash VIP. Uh, and we'd love to get your ideas and your take on, on selling wall art. So communicate with us, let us know your experience, your expertise. Um, and we'd love to relay that information mm -hmm. or possibly use what you say, have it, you know, highlighted on the show um on, on a later episode as well so mm -hmm. there is a little bit of history as i alluded to of us selling wall art you guys yeah. selling wall art with make your mark talk about that a little bit and what your experience was and then we can kind of dive into the specifics and and what you took away from that experience of, of selling wall art on online yeah so i got the idea for selling it um really from from you and from uncle mike for a long time listeners yeah. mike Perillo is we call him uncle mike on the show um mike was what mike was doing sublimation wall art so he would get these well we saw them in portland you remember those yes. amazing like metal high panels? gloss finish and yeah it would they were mesmerizing yes yeah <laughs> so you could get either a a, a silver one i mean at the time it's probably st same today but you could get a silver 
metal wall art or you could get one that was coated with white and the white because i mean if you've ever seen a sublimated mug you know the colors are outstanding they're gorgeous they're beautiful and you could go to wall to wall um even with you know you have a 16 by 20 press and maybe the wall art is you know 12 by 14 or something like that it still fits in your press so you can go like uh side to side edge to edge that's the yeah um and then the other thing that i got from you guys was um, selling, uh, wall framed wall art. So you right. would have a, a frame, you know, maybe it's a one inch wooden frame that's been stained and it has like a channel in it. And we've talked about this on this, on the, mm-hmm. uh, the print on demand cast before you would, we, you would cut out melamine and you guys were actually, you figured out a way to do it with a <laughs> DTG <laughs> machine. Yeah, it was, which blew me away. Yeah, it was an arduous process. It was it's one of those conversations where you kind of have to and multiple times I would I would talk to Jason because he we would t- have these processes and ideas of building out how to make these signs doable, profitable, quick, efficient and I, I would have to ask him like, "Okay, but are we a are we a t-shirt print shop or are we a hardware? You know what I mean? Like are we a woodworking shop mm. because we got to figure out a happy medium because we're it's, it's going to take a lot of effort if we do this. Like it's almost pivoting our whole business model because because the reason that we were so adamant about figuring this process out is because the demand was out there and the yeah. profit was there because of that higher barrier to entry. So the motivation mm-hmm. to figure it out, realizing how quickly these were selling, um, was definitely prevalent. But again, it was like okay, well let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater. We still have clients that want t-shirts and mugs. So how do we figure this out? But to your point, yeah, it was a wild process and getting that all dialed in and then the steps and which you guys had to kind of learn and further, you know, efficient dies, if that's a word, make it more efficient um, in the process. (laughs) Yeah, we efficientized it. Uh, Instead of of doing DTG, we eventually uh, built jigs and you used our uv machine which to is do it, huge yeah which was amazing because since we had jigs we could do i think our size allowed us to do two two twelves and then three sixes across the top yeah. um we had a 14 by 17 that we would just be able to just do one i think at a time maybe right. a couple couple more sixes but you get the idea but because of that we could do them all and we didn't have to like afterwards spray a, you know a shellac them or whatever the yeah, hell you guys did yeah yeah <laughs> and, it, was and it made it a lot a lot more uh time uh, yeah we efficientized it like that's right said. tm <laughs> trademark pending efficientized uh coming to a, a t-shirt near you so all right so let's talk about you kind of mentioned this and we mentioned this too where should you sell it? that's the first question that you might be asking like where in the world would i sell wall art wall art well first would be Etsy, which is where we predominantly sold wall art. Mm-hmm. Um, again, you know, if you're a longtime listener to the show, you know that Etsy, you know, refer to Etsy as kind of like that the carefully curated boutique handmade store kind of vibe mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of home decor is sought after in Etsy and customizable home decor. So wall art is kind of perfect <laughs> for the right. Etsy crowd. Cause that I mean, that's where I would start, right? There's other options on this list, but I feel like Etsy would make the most sense to kind of have a proof of concept session uh, on what on the platform to make sure it's actually going to be viable yeah and the things we were just talking about that we did um were different than what 
you're going to see, I mean, there's so many different kinds of wall art, everything from like laser engraved stacked topographical maps, you know, and they have like different layers because, and somebody's literally painted and glued pieces right. to make it beautiful to just a frame. And then there's wood and they're hand painting things with stencils. And uh, there's all of that, but then there's like the actual print on demand side of it. And so right. we're talking about, you know, posters, uh, you know, gallery wrapped kind of those, uh, you know, where the canvas goes around the edges and there's no yep. actual like yep. physical frame to it. Yeah. But then there's also a lot, some print on demand companies that will put a frame on it. They've got modern frames and kind of traditional frames, et cetera, et cetera. So there's so many op. And then the other cool thing is because it's print on demand, you can like, you can create your own mat <laughs> or, you know, right. what it, what looks like a mat. So you could make a bigger picture but then you have this kind of framed piece and and we'll talk about some of the ideas that you can get into um but i say all of this because when you are selling on etsy um or when you go to etsy and you're like okay i'm gonna do this you're gonna see a ton of people doing this because etsy is a huge marketplace and print on demand is print on demand and yeah. there's a lot of people that are doing it because it's a low cost of entry um even though it is like we said higher barrier to entry than like yeah. t-shirts or mugs um so if you want to take it to the next level i i really feel like you know the other channels that we talk about uh, amazon seller central you know yep. walmart shopify these places probably don't have as many um offerings or at least you can potentially be found easier on these like Amazon to me, that is the King. That is the King of the jungle. It's the 800 yep. pound gorilla. And so if everybody's coming to do print on demand on Etsy, well, what happens if you do it on Amazon? You know, right. now I wouldn't necessarily recommend just doing mugs and t-shirts <laughs> on, on Amazon, unless you have like some really great winners. Right. Um, but taking some of these more difficult products to, uh, to sell on that platform. And then Walmart is still, it's still early days for Walmart. So if, yeah. you, if you're selling it on Amazon, might as well get it sold on Walmart too. Correct. Then you take your winners, create a Shopify store, you know, start driving traffic. They're winners, right? You can, I mean, yep. there's a lot of things. If you're collecting emails, you can remarket to people. You can figure out, you can tag different people that bought more art nouveau pieces or more modern art or right. you know, whatever it is. Um, and then continue to remarket to those people because you know that they like that kind of thing. But to your point, I, I agree. I think starting on Etsy to get your feet wet because there are so many options and so many yeah. things um, that you have to kind of make decisions on. It might make a lot of sense to just start on Etsy, dial in your process and then move to some of these other channels. Would you agree yeah. with that? Yeah, for sure. I think so. And you know, the last on this list also, you know, is Shopify your own third-party site or, you know, a mm -hmm. Shopify equivalent, which again is because there's so much out there. And we've talked about this before. The hard part about Shopify is is you have to bring the eyes to your site. And Etsy brings those eyes for you. And so again, use Etsy, Amazon, Walmart, starting with Etsy as, as a proof of concept. And if, you ha if you're hitting something that's popping off and it's going really well, maybe consider starting a Shopify store. And mm -hmm. I'd say the same thing to someone that's like, hey, I'm going to start a novelty t-shirt store on, on Shopify. I'd be like, why would you do <laughs> Like, it's going to be real hard to cut through the noise. Mm -hmm. um, maybe, maybe pivot, start elsewhere. But yeah, I, I would completely agree. Um, 
The second question you might be asking, where can I get the art? Well, I mentioned earlier, your mm. existing art. Design it yourself. Hire a designer. Stuff you have designed um, in the past. Look at, and obviously, you know, a, a sign that says, your design that might say, you know, this shirt belongs to a golf wearer. Well, maybe not that exact <laughs> design, but the idea of the design, you can change the word shirt or you can kind of go through and curate which ones actually would look good on a design or a saying that might look good on a, on a wall sign. We have, you know, there's a sign um, we used to have a sign that says prayer changes everything except the toilet paper that's on you. You know, that's like a bathroom sign. It's just text based. <laughs> So you can do stuff like that still and yeah. do the funny novelty kind of joke signs. That th mm -hmm. There's a market for that too. But your right. existing designs can certainly be used. You just have to might be, you might have to be a little bit more selective about which ones, but mm -hmm. there's probably a handful that will work that you can at least start with. Yeah, I, I love that idea. You know, I mean, like, you're not going to put that saying on a coffee mug or a t-shirt <laughs> that is strictly right. a bathroom sign. Yeah. You know, that's the only thing that anyone's going to ever buy that on. So yep. um, designing specifically for the art is one way. And so, you know, if you are a designer, that's, that's a great way for you to kind of use your creativity to come up with, you know, let's just pick a room in the house that, you know, we're going to sell these things in, and we're right. going to start with the bathroom. Then we're going to go to the kitchen. Then we're going to go to yep. a child's room and yep. we're going to design specifically for those areas of the house. And that's going to make your creative process a lot easier. You're going to be able Way to, easier. um, yeah, you're, you're going to be able to get out more designs, you know, and then if you're not a designer, use that same idea of mm. going to different areas of the house, but then just listen to one of our VA episodes and go hire right. a VA, a virtual <laughs> assistant designer, you know, and, and have them do it. Give them yeah. those specific tasks, you know, come up with the ideas yourself. You use right. your creativity to yeah. pass along what you think would sell uh, and then have the VA design it. You know? Yep. Yep. And my, I mean, again, every room of the house has got, there's got to be something I like start with bathroom kitchen. My mom has a sign in her kitchen right now that says, guess what I made for dinner reservations. And it's over, her kitchen, <laughs> like the back door the, to the porch. That's, I mean, she loves that sign because she hates cooking. Mm -hmm. So again, start with the room of the house, go from there, man cave stuff, you know, yep. she shed, you know, that kind of stuff. Like mm. it's huge. There's going to be something there that's going to be simple text-based design, funny sayings, just like shirts that people will hang up in those rooms. The second yep. thing you can do, AI generated art. Mm -hmm. I don't know, you know, the like that. There's so many gray areas right now <laughs> when right. it comes to copyright and that kind of stuff that I think we'll just kind of, it's going to develop as it develops since this whole thing is so new and new. its infancy is in terms of its availability to us as a consumer base to then do what we want with those designs. So, um, you know, you can do patterns, different signs, patterns. You can do characters, add, add text later. I mean, there's tons of stuff. Travis, that people yeah. can do on from an AI standpoint with this idea. Right. And we're going to talk more about uh, some specific AI sites that um, we're going to give you some resources towards the end. So hang around to the, to, toward the end. And um, I found a couple of really cool options for you to yeah. do some of this AI generated stuff, as well as our third, where can I get the art uh, answer? Huge. And that's yeah. public domain art. Yep. Um, I'm going to share with you a side or two later um, that I actually shared, I think, in the Facebook group 
months and months ago, probably six plus months ago, uh, Facebook right. group. If you're not a member, just go to printondemandcast.com slash Facebook. If you want to join that group every once in a while, we'll throw some cool things out there and people are uh, hanging out, answering each other's questions and talking in there. So, um, but public domain, y- you would not, y- you, I told Josiah before we started this, that the Mona Lisa is public domain. Did you know that? I, that's great. It's under the creative commons. No idea. Yeah. So, I mean, (laughs) there are so many different things you can do with public domain art Yeah. and, uh, you know, your mileage may vary. There may be a million other people already (laughs) doing this and you're just, you know, late to the party. Uh, (laughs) but inevitably there, there are some sales to be had in the public domain art arena. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I knew a guy that was doing, you know, wall art posters just on public domain movie posters, like old mm. stuff, like yep, from yep. the 30s, 40s, like the silent films and that that have now gone into public domain. And so there's so much. Again, we're going to give you a site here, you know, towards the end, a resource you can go and literally search <laughs> and see if this thing is if, if what you're looking for is right. is uh, is going to be public domain. So stay tuned again uh for for that resource so the next question you might ask is do we do posters do we do framed art and i think mm-hmm. the way that you might the best way to approach this would be to think about that ideal customer for you right, right. Totally. um is it going to be uh you know like my mom and for her kitchen it, it probably she'd probably prefer framed art she's not gonna want to put a poster in her kitchen is it going to be a college dorm kid that's looking to fill space i can't tell you the number of arbitrary posters i had mm-hmm. in my dorm room in college why because i just wanted something on the wall <laughs> really that was it um yep. so you know first-time homeowners middle-aged men or women with disposable income you know uh i think mm-hmm. that is it Dinks, dual income, no kids, those folks right. um, <laughs> that are just looking at like, what do they, what do they want? And that's mm-hmm. kind of putting yourself. And again, we talk about kind of, I guess, you know, profiling or figuring out your ideal avatar who walks through your door that you're going to want to sell to. Who's that perfect person that mm-hmm. can usually figure, help you determine what you want to do, a poster or a framed art. Might be design dependent too. Sure. Yeah. I think this is, this is, kind of print on demand uh, store building 101, you know, yeah. um, if, if you want to build a, a, a successful store on Etsy or wherever, I mean, on Shopify, it's not so much maybe on Amazon or Walmart because those are more, yeah. more specifically product based searches. Um, but if you want to find something, if you want to get somebody into your store, you need to know who that person is. You can't have an every, you can have an everything store, but you're going to get minimal, uh, traction with that sure. type of, uh, you know, that type of strategy. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, and you know, here's a hint. You might want to think about targeting people that have money, you know, <laughs> um, the, the disposable concept. income. Yeah. The disposable <laughs> income thing is actually pretty good, pretty good idea, you know, because, yeah. because yeah. their income is wee! disposable. So yeah. they don't need it as much as somebody else. So they can, they can afford to, you know, buy that Mona Lisa and hang it over yeah. their, you know, fireplace. Yep. <laughs> that Breckenridge so, mansion. Yeah, exactly. And their Jackson Hole <laughs> uh summer home or winter home that they only live in. Uh so yeah, for sure. Think yeah. Target that. Um yep. you know, and again, you want to think about margins. Margins, 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 yeah. not Marsha, 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 
margins, <laughs> margins, margins. <laughs> so find a product you want to sell and find at least five of that same product on the channel that you're wanting to sell on, like Etsy. Mm -hmm. And then compare pricing. And then rinse and repeat until you find a winner. I mean, yeah. Travis, dig in a little bit more to that yeah. if there's any kind of minutia of that process. But wanting to find, you know, searching and making sure that what you're wanting to sell is actually A, there, B, and in demand, and three, mm -hmm. how much are you going to charge for it? Yeah, I think... You know, when you're just, yeah, I mean, this whole, this whole thing is talking about, you know, well, what should I, what should I, what should I sell posters or framed art? Well, let's look at the margins. Let's decide based on what those margins are, you know? And so the yeah. best way to do that is see what your competition's doing. Um, don't forget to check on shipping. Um, don't just right. use whatever your vendor is saying, well, it costs this much to, to, to buy this product. And you're like, wow, these guys are charging $40. I can get it for 15. <laughs> well, you forgot about the $20 shipping, yeah, exactly. you know, or whatever. <laughs> and so, so make sure you get that shipping in there. But I would, I, you know, I would straight up open up a Google doc or a Google sheet yep. and, and make some link, you know, just click some links and put some columns, you know, for price and for shipping and all of that stuff. And then go through and, you know, for sizes too, because different, different, not only do print different print on demand companies offer different sizes, um, you don't necessarily know who these sellers are using. Um, and sometimes right. you're going to find, oh my gosh, these guys are selling for nothing. And that might be because they've got a freaking canvas photo printer in their garage and they're <laughs> right. doing, or they're, they are an actual shop and they're doing what we used to do with the UV or the DTG signs or the, you know, laser engraved right. signs or what all of those types of, or the sublimated signs. We could charge a lot less because we were doing it all of our, all ourselves. Um, so you're not paying that middleman, which, you know, a lot of our audience is going to be doing. So right. you need to, first of all, don't get discouraged if you see cheap prices because you're also going to see winners right. that aren't cheap. Right. Try to figure out what the difference is. You know, look at the different mock-ups, look at the different store aesthetics, look at all that stuff. Keep track of that. Look through all of that stuff and make a good decision. You know, yeah. what what should your margins be? Well, that's that's honestly up to you. I like between, you know, when you're doing a print on demand kind of drop ship model, I like between, you know, 30 and 40%, 25 at the lowest, because you are going to have some expenses and you're also probably, unfortunately going to have some returns. Um, yeah. That just happens with, with different, with products, you know, so there is a learning curve here, um, but just make sure your margins are where they need to be. And that to your point, Josiah, there's actually a demand for right. this type of product before you decide posters, you know, canvas <laughs> art, framed art, whatever yeah. your particular print on demand vendor of choice offers in this wall art category, I guess. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So we want to give you guys some resources, uh, as we mentioned. And so, you know, one of the first resources that we have, and all these are going to be in the show notes as well, just so you guys are, you know, have, have ease of access to them. But uh, mm -hmm. uh, the first one is patterned.ai. And Travis, you mentioned oh, this one so uh, cool. earlier about you know, the AI that can help you generate patterns or characters or, or what have you. You know, So tell us a little bit about the functionality of this and why it would be such a great resource for those that are listening. Yeah, patterned.ai um, is they use a credit system. And so you, you can obviously generate your own patterns, but they also have a gallery that's already available of patterns 
Um, and all of these are commercially, uh, you can use them in your commercial right. business. Um, so there's no, you know, copyright necessarily on these. And so you, if you go to their gallery, you can search for an image and then you come to their, you know, that particular page and you, you know, the, if the, the super small PNG is free, but then you have to, you spend credits to get larger PNGs or for five credits, you can convert it to an SVG, which is a vector image, which means it can be as large as you need it to be for whatever piece of art you are right. putting this particular product on. So that there is a price to it. I think they give you like 20 credits to start off, you know, um, something like that. But then if you decide to, you know, you want to do this uh, all the time, you can like pay like 10 bucks a month and you get like 300 right. credits. Okay. So maybe that'll be enough for you. 30 bucks a month, you get 2000 credits. Again, all of this stuff's royalty free. Um, and it, it, it's super amazing. Yeah, <laughs> It's really, really cool. You know, you use these credits to, to download this stuff and then you can put it on not only wall art. I mean, you can, you, you could, if you got an SVG, you could design wallpaper, right? <laughs> you print on demand wallpaper, uh, yeah. print on demand blankets, uh, shower curtains, all the things we talk about yeah. all the time. Um, and then if you wanted to even take that pattern and then give it to your artist and have them put some type of text-based design in the middle right. of it or something, if you want, you know, I mean, there's just so many options with that. Um, but yeah, I think, I think pattern AI is a really, really cool uh, cool site. If you're, if you're talking about, you know, doing some of the yeah. things we've been talking about on the show. Yeah. The next two are going to be, uh, resources for public domain that we talked about, um, artv.com and then rawpixel.com slash public hyphen domain. Again, all in the show notes. So don't worry about having to write any of this down. Um, it's mm -hmm. going to be there for you, but both yeah. of these are kind of search engines for, public domain to see what is out there for you to put on signs while by fa you know famous artists that you're looking for certain subject matter you're looking for these are the websites you can use to basically find what's there and then utilize it in your designs that you're selling yeah the art fee uh is going to to get a, a large enough image to probably use in, in a wall art that's any decent size except for like maybe a six by six or a 10 by 10 you're gonna have to pay um for art v pro um and that's art -E -E again in the show notes for you right. but um it it has just a ton of um of options and then but the uh the raw pixel one is the one i posted months ago in our facebook yeah. group this one you can download massive jpegs massive jpegs like over 10,000 pixels on a side at 300 dpi for for free um so that can make a lot of different you know uh art projects for you different wall art right. sizes and so remember when you're doing wall art uh if, particularly if you're going to do the canvas wrap that image has to wrap around so it actually has to be bigger than the the 20 by 20 or the 24 by 16 or whatever right. it has to be wider um you know at a 300 i would recommend a 300 dpi uh resolution so it can wrap around and staple to the back of that sign or that uh that wall art so right. remember that when you're doing it but man that that raw pixel place is all of this stuff man this it's just nuts how much free art is available to you 
uh, to use in print on demand. It's it's it blows my mind. Tell you what. Yeah, and those of you that are watching on YouTube, I was showing the raw pixel site right now yeah. and uh, public domain, and and it's you know the, the Apollo moon landing is one of the topics, or some mm -hmm. you can see here. You know, if you're watching, these are really cool images that yeah are available for you, and the moon landing, I think. You could do a lot of signage with those types of things. The one like, you know, mm -hmm. the American flag and the astronaut. This one's kind of classic. And so it, that's at your disposal that you can use to make designs and, and create this for yourself. So um, yeah. definitely look into that as well. The last two uh, resources that we have are really going to be places that you can find or partner with to fulfill mm -hmm. the products that you're using and see what the, their catalogs have available. Um, it's awkwardstyles.com and printify.com. Both have options um, for yeah. wall art that you can sell um, in your store. Yeah, and there's so many more. I mean, we just threw a couple of these right. out there. Um, you know, some are better. In my opinion, when I was kind of looking through this, doing a little research, I think the Printify website or, you know, their products, yeah. uh, they give you more information about them, at least sure. from what I could originally find out. I didn't like dig in. Um, specifically to see which had better margins, you know, for, for print plus shipping. I right. did notice though, that, um, they have totally different sizes. Yeah. <laughs> like awkward style has a 20 by 20. So if you wanted a square thing, you know, 20 by 20, um, you could do that, but I could not find a 20 by 20 on printify. Now I didn't look right. exhaustively. Um, but again, I think we talked about in, uh, a sh recent show that you can use multiple people to fulfill your progress guys <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> you know? for sure yeah but at the same time i do want to say you don't I, I would highly recommend you do not sell every size difference different different right Diff different. every different size that's yep. those yep. are the that's... words that i needed to put together <laughs> it'll lead it. to it'll <laughs> lead to like paralysis analysis and all that stuff right. you know like for your customer they just won't be able to uh, you know, choose five, six sizes, you know, maybe show them over, uh, you know, on a wall over yeah. a couch or something. So people can get an idea of scale, um, you know, and, and make sure you link up your sizes to that picture. Like when I right. click the 20 by 20, I should go to a picture of a, you know, some type of reference with right. a 20 by 20, in right. the picture that's going to create much better conversions for you when they finally do land on your page yeah absolutely and at the end of the day really what we're saying here when it comes to wall art is there's money to be made <laughs> so look into it investigate dig in again if you are um, doing this already let us know how it's going your your approach any tips tricks anything like that let us know we'd love to hear from you and your experience and what made you want to start doing that in the first mm -hmm. place so um, we're going to wrap up this episode of the print on demand cast that's all we have for the main event however uh, again if you guys aren't already signed up do yourself a favor do us a favor go to print on slash vip and sign up for the newsletter, it's once a week. We're not going to spam you. We're not going to bug you. We're not going to irritate you. We're just giving you additional tips and tricks and information that will help you succeed in your business uh, and a bonus dad joke, right? And a design calendar. 
um, which is a free download when you subscribe. So if you haven't already, do that. That design calendar is so handy when you're looking at what's coming up in the year, what you should be designing right. for, what you should be selling, um, what should be should be putting on these wall art pieces or these t-shirts or your mugs or what have you. This helps you kind of stay ahead of that game so you're not reactionary, you're preemptive, and you're just making sure that everything is set and running smoothly. So again, printondemandcast.com slash VIP to sign up for that. Travis, any other thing you want to say about the, the VIP email that we send out each and every week? Yeah, um, if you didn't get your... Uh, your design calendar, maybe you signed it with your Facebook and um, it didn't come. Uh, just reply right. to the next email you get. Um, it might, I, I did notice I had some people tell me that some of that stuff was going in spam and um, we, mm. we don't like, we don't like spam. Um, the so, or, the, or the email. Yeah. <laughs> so just check, check your spam. Uh, so you can actually, when you get an email, uh, just reply and say, Hey, I didn't get my design calendar. We'll send right. you a link and yep. you'll have it. Yep. And if it is in your spam folder, do us a favor as well. Uh, you can actually mark and tell your email host, what have you, that this is not spam. Right. Whatever's coming from this email address is not spam. It's actually very, very informative and an extra dad joke. And they'll let it go through. So just be sure to click that one button and tell all of those things to them in the <laughs> subtext. <laughs> so... Thank you guys so much for listening. We are so grateful for each and every one of you, and we're excited to be back next week with brand new information for you about all things print on demand. But until then, for Travis, I'm Josiah. We'll see you next week right here on the Print On Demand cast. See ya. Hey, babe. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Print On Demand cast. We hope you enjoyed the Totally Tubular show. If you've got a question or a suggestion for the show, send Travis and Josiah an email at info at printondemandcast.com. Want to be wicked nice? Take a minute to rate and review the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe now so you don't miss next week's episode. See you next time for sure. In a world where businesses everywhere are trying to make print-on-demand sales, one podcast goes above and beyond every week to bring the most POD-specific information there is. All to help save the day, every day. Don't succumb to the enemies of your print-on-demand business. Sign up today for the Print On Demand Cast VIP email at printondemandcast.com slash VIP. This time, it's for real.